Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Tawny Loveless, a love life expert whose sharp skills have allowed her to master the art of breakup recovery, as well as relationship creation. Transform your love life in just eight weeks with her revolutionary, results-driven, personalized TLC, Tawny Loveless Coaching Blueprint. She has a powerful blend of professional tools as well as personal experience. Her style, demeanor, and ability to empathetically deliver the truth sets her apart. Tani has a demonstrated history of working in nonprofit organizations, crisis intervention, case management, public speaking, leadership management, consulting, coaching, facilitation, mediation and the health wellness life industry. Strong professionally with a Bachelor of Arts, focused in psychology, communication, and human services from Indiana University. Let's find out how this blueprint works for those persons she'd already helped. So Tani, thank you so much for coming out to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So Tani, this is your first time being a guest on the podcast. I'm so happy that you picked Hacks and Hobbies to be the first. <laughs> Absolutely. So Tani, tell us a little bit about yourself, what, uh, your journey and you know how you got to be uh, where you are today. You are an amazing coach and you've been helping a lot of people. You've got a huge following. So tell me, you know, how did you get started and um, a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm a, I'm a motivational love coach um, for men. So basically what that means is I um, help men level up their love lives, whether it's relationships, dating, breakups, divorce, or loss. Um, you know, I, I'll take you back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been someone who helps. I love to help others. Um, I was a social worker for about 10 years. Wow. So I've facilitated a lot of groups. But through all of my social work and just growing up, relationships are really important to people. And actually our personal lives really bleed, bleed over into so many other aspects of our life. Yeah. Um, and so it just, every time as a social worker, something would happen or something was going on, it just always came back to a relationship, whether it was like a par- parental relationship or a romantic relationship, it just always had to do with love. And that's what I'm super passionate about. Um, some years back, probably 11 years ago, I lost my daughter's father in a tragic accident. Uh-huh. So it was my first time dealing with loss. And then after that, just trying to navigate and learn how to date again and how that works and ran into a shitload of red flags. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, had some nice experiences dating, but I, I found myself like a lot of other people, you know, here I am, I'm successful. I have a great profession. I'm, I think I'm a great mom. You know, what's wrong with me and how come I'm not meeting who I want to meet. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of self work and, um, worked on myself and, and figured it out. And, 
um, created a blueprint that worked for me that I now share with others and was able to create the love life that I desire. And so, um, yeah, that's how I got where I'm at now. And so just trying to give back to everybody else, you know, people give up on love and love is something that can just fuel us like no other. Wow. That's, that's really powerful. And it had to, it had to be, I mean, what's interesting is it all starts with a tragic loss, a tragic mm -hmm. change in the way, you know, our lives go. And that's, that's really, like you said, you know, it is tragic and there's, there's nothing you can do about the tragic right. um, incidents that happen in our lives, but right. to go but it's to such move past them. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an opportunity to, you know, so many people get stuck in that zone, you know, the loss, the grief, and they're not sure how to overcome, whether it's loss, divorce, breakups. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it, it really has a lot to do with your mindset. And it's, and it's an opportunity to really create a new beginning and also just an opportunity for such growth if you really, um, you know, dive into it and, and hit it head on. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely on the dot. I mean, obviously you're, you're the, you're the expert coach and, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't, love is a very powerful, a powerful connector. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. If you, I mean, when love is great, you're fueled, you're motivated, you look at life, everything is just great. And then, you know, when you're going through something more tragic or devastating or a breakup or so forth, I mean it's devastating and it can really hold people back. I've seen it hold people back, you know, and, and for 20 years, they're still, you know, stuck in that, you know, divorce or, you know, with the aftermath of it. So it, it really does. It's a powerful, it's a powerful, powerful emotion. Um, but so many people give up on it and so many people struggle mm -hmm. with it. And it really, um, if we just take a moment to kind of dive in deep with who we are internally, emotionally, spiritually, just everything, it can really be an opportunity to create the love life you desire and the one that, you know, a love life that you deserve as well. Absolutely. So I'm trying to think <laughs> where to go. I mean, there's, there's so much, um, there's so much truth here and mm -hmm. there's so much um, power in, in what you're, in, in what you're saying, the power of love, the power of um, relationships. And, and one thing that, you know, touch me or, or, you know, stood out for me was, you know, your personal relationship spills over all other or your personal, your personality or person spills into, into all of the relationships. Absolutely. Yep. You so, know, it's, it's, it's interesting because if you, you know, your personal life, you know, someone can have a successful business, but have a, a horrible marriage at the house. Um, and the truth is, is just think how more successful your business could be. Hey, were you coming home to like a, a household that you just, you know, is full of love and, mm -hmm. and, and positive and so forth. So it really does. It, it, it travels through, you know, other relationships and it definitely bleeds into other aspects of our life, which is why it's so important to get your personal life cleaned up and, and to the point where you are, you know, happy about it. Yeah. So how does one go around becoming happy about their personal life? I mean, you're right. It, it, it's all around the mindset, right? You got to have incongruency. Right. You got to be on the same page with your partner. You got to be on the same page with other people that are in your life. So how Absolutely. does one do that? You know, if, 
if uh, if let's say somebody's living with their parents, somebody's living with their you know partner or roommate, how all of that affects one's life? Well, I think I mean words are very powerful. Words mm-hmm. are energy. Um, you know, mindset. No matter what it is, whether it's business relationships, um, everything boils back or comes back to mindset. So for example, there's lots of people that are like, Oh, I just, you know, I'm never going to find love again. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many, you know, these, these women are all after the same thing and, but that's your mindset. So if that's Mm -hmm. the perspective you're putting out there, that's what you're going to attract. So, I mean, it definitely starts with mindset, but just those little, like those little pieces can just, like we said, bleed over into, you know, if you're living with somebody or if you're living at home still, Um, So it really, it it really does start with mindset, but I think people just give up on hope. You know, they get burned bad or they trusted somebody or their relationship Mm -hmm. isn't where it needs to be. And they feel like, you know, well, I'm stuck and you don't have to be stuck. So they, they, they need to think about their mindset and they need to focus on the outcome they're looking for, not what somebody might not be even thinking about. Right. So for example, one of my programs is bullshit to breakthrough. So if you mm-hmm. just feel like your relationship, your dating life, your love life in general is just bullshit and you're ready for that breakthrough, um, you know, it's a four-step process. And I say that it's dig deep, it's kick ass, it's evolve, and it's repeat. So with dig deep, we take the time to look at who you used to be. So this is before like love happened and who, who did you used to be? And so it's really important to tie some of those things into it because a lot of it goes back to, you know, our parents' relationships or how we felt growing up. Yeah. And then we dive into at once we get an understanding of that, we connect the dots. Then we jump into the phase of kick ass and that's who you currently are. Like, who are you now because of this breakup? Who are you now because of this divorce or who are you now because of, you know, being single or so forth. And we look at where you're, who you currently are. And then the evolve phase is basically, who do you want to become? Because we all have the opportunity to create the love life we want. It's just, again, goes back to that mindset or that perspective. Well, I'm married and I can't get divorced. Or, you know, well, I'm in this relationship and we're financially tied together. Or Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of excuses. But when you're really determined to have the love life that you want, there is absolutely an opportunity to create, create that. Nice. I like it. I like it. Thanks. So <laughs> let's let's go into some of the questions because I'm trying to sure. change change stuff up. So what I usually do, you know, we usually talk about the journey. Then we talk about, you know, what are your some what what are some of your motivations that you you keep continue, uh, you know, showing up and being the coach for others. Like, what are some of your motivations to do that? And- um. Yeah. So I think, you know, we always, it's so important to have a why, you know, why are you doing this? Why is it important to you? And really, you know, I want to leave a legacy, whether it's for my daughter, my granddaughter, or Mm -hmm. just, you know, in general, I want to leave a legacy. Um, The motivation a lot of times comes from people reaching out and just saying, Hey, that post that you, you know, you displayed on Facebook really changed my life or made me think this way. Um, A lot of motivation is, to be honest with you, I've just always been a motivator. I'm just yeah. someone that always sees the, the good in, in, in everything. Like mm-hmm. it could be, could be a hundred things wrong, Junaid. <laughs> but let yeah. me tell you, I will be the person to find that one thing that you need to focus on. That's like, yes. you should be grateful. So I just, I'm a very motivated person. I just want everybody, I would like to see people happy. And I don't think people understand that happiness is an inner concept. And it's something that we can really, we have control over. And we don't have to blame it on other um parts of the equation, you know, it really just comes down to us, but, um, lots of things motivate me and it's seeing people happy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Life is short. We got to enjoy it. Amen. It is. It is very, yeah. very, very short. And uh, and in the time that we're living now, you know, with with the situation Absolutely. all around mm -hmm. the world, it's like you never know what's next. Well, we don't. And it's really, you know, what's interesting about this time is that I'm getting a lot of, um, and I understand that, you know, we don't have the distractions that we typically do. We're not going mm -hmm. to the gym. We're not busy running errands. We're not picking up the kids. We're not, we're so um, right in the middle of this. And so therefore a lot of people are coming to terms with, you know, there aren't distractions. So what does that mean? We're left with our emotions, yeah. you know, that self-talk we have. So a lot of people, this is a difficult time for a lot of people because, you know, you're faced with facing yourself, actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you have nowhere to escape. There are no distractions. <laughs> so you exactly. really have to kind of sit in your, your emotions and figure it out. But I mean, it is a different time and it's especially a different time for people trying to date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about that specific part is Facebook announced, I think earlier this week, or maybe it was last week that they're, they're launching something new called messenger dating. So you can date while being distance interesting yeah they did open like a facebook dating app and i've had some people actually say they've had some luck with it but mm -hmm. um yeah i think everything is an opportunity to meet somebody so why not exactly exactly and so, actually you know what mm -hmm. actually yeah, i don't mean to cut you off but yeah, this ahead. is actually a really good time for dating because typically people just meet in, in person and all of a sudden that you know they're sorting what they like and what they don't like this is a time where we can actually really connect and we are really, we have nothing to rely on except conversation and communication. So yeah. this is actually a really key time to meet people because this is the time where you're going to get a lot of conversation, a lot of communication. You're going to have all that time to talk. So it's an interesting time. It is a very interesting time. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, you know, everybody's at home, everybody's who's isolated. I mean, you're, we're all quarantined. And if you are single, you are left to your own thoughts. There's there's only so many TV shows you can watch. Yeah, there's only so many Netflix shows I can catch. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's really crazy. Um, so what? So so the way that the the podcast goes, and and I'm just you know just laying it out there, and you you probably heard. Um, I'm trying to change it up so I can get a little more, know a little more about you as my guest so usually i i ask these questions towards the end of the, the episode what i want to, i want to bring him in the middle so then we can we have more time to talk about this stuff sure. so the one of the questions i ask is you know what is one of the hobbies that you wish you got into uh, i said photography and i'll tell you mm -hmm. why um when i was younger i modeled um, did a lot of modeling from like age nine all the way up until like 26. And I, yeah. I love taking pictures. I love modeling. But I find that I like a lot of um, just pictures that have different aesthetics and, and like even like nature pictures and different mm -hmm. things like that. And I always want to invest in like a really good camera. Yeah. You know, smartphones take great pictures. But I mean, mm -hmm. I want to get into like photography and really learn how that works because yeah. pictures can say a thousand words. I really I love photography. Absolutely. So, uh, I've been a photographer for a long time as well, uh, really? using different cameras, you know, and, and the smartphone has come so far, like yeah. flipper.com is one of the place that people who are photographers upload their, you know, content and iPhone, 
iPhone has been the number one camera people have posted photos from. Right. Right. And the other, the other awesome thing about uh, iPhone is that there are applications that will mimic uh, your device to act like a DSLR or all the settings that you can do like manually change on a DSLR or a, on a professional mirrorless camera. You can do that yeah. from an app. Oh yeah. And actually like, I'm pretty impressed. Like even with the iPhones, just being able to do like the burst photos and like getting mm-hmm. a ton of them at the same time or, um, the panoramic views and stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, iPhone has come a long time, but yeah, what a great hobby to jump yeah. into. Absolutely. What and, do and you, what, what do you like taking pictures of most? So I take photo, I, I take photos mostly of my kids, the, the bees that I have, and I did some event photography, you know, anytime we're in right. like weddings, stuff like that. But more than photos, I'm also into video. So I have, I, I like the process of, you know, taking, taking photos and, and coming up with the looks mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like I, I love how things work inside things right. more than anything else. So I, I'm more of a tinkerer. So I would like, I would figure things out on how some things work. So as soon as I think uh, for the longest time, I just had a digital point and shoot camera, you know, nothing fancy, okay. something you pick up. This is before the smart, you know, we had the smartphones. Mm-hmm. And then I think in 2013 is when I got my first DSLR as a gift my, for my wife. And I, and I got really deep into it. I started taking courses to understand the depth of, you know, things that you can do with a digital camera. Right. And so that's been, that's been really helpful. And now I have like three cameras pointing at me right now in my <laughs> studio, right? So I have all these things set up. So now I can create content. I can take photos. That's I can, awesome. you know, teach people the way, the way that I've learned. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you. All right. Next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, wow. Well, I, my dream was to be a supermodel. I was going to mm-hmm. be on the cover of Cosmopolitan and walking yeah. runways everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that or a veterinarian because um, I love animals. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there was me being a lawyer. Um, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of dreams, but I've always just wanted to take the lead in whatever it was. That's for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? I saw that when you were asking me the questions and I was like, mm-hmm. where do I go from here? Um, yeah. We have a lot of, we have a lot of shows that we watch here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really liked Ozark. Have you ever watched Ozark? I, I've seen some of Ozark. Yes. Yeah. Ozark is pretty um, awesome. I love queen of the South, but mm-hmm. being that I'm a love coach, obviously <laughs> I tune into every love, um, everything love on Netflix or mm-hmm. on demand I have watched. So married at first sight is like one of the ones I really enjoy. Wow. Have you ever yeah. watched that before? I have not, no. Um, it's really interesting. They have expert coaches or experts, whether it's re- you know sex expert, relationship mm-hmm. expert, all these different experts. And they literally come through all these applications and they basically it's like having a matchmaker. And they wow. matchmake you on paper and then you show up to your wedding day and you're married at first sight to a complete stranger. That's interesting. That's very it's- similar to, you know, the way the way the east or you know south asia uh or Absolutely. like india and pakistan right they you're you're especially you know arranged marriages yeah 
Well, you know, what's really interesting is they say that the most successful marriages in the world are arranged marriages Mm -hmm. and that the Western culture is just so caught up in the movies and all the romance and all these different things. But the reason that that's so successful is because it is aligned. I mean, they look at everything financial and kids Mm -hmm. and values and just everything you could take into, you know, consideration and they align you you know, how they see fit, but they've had some real success stories on this show. And it's really interesting to see how, you know, like one of their most successful um, episodes was the girl was completely like, I'm not attracted to him. I don't want to do this. I mean, she gave it time because she knew they were matched for a reason. And they've been like happily married for six years, have kids, happily married. So it's a pretty cool process. That's interesting. And they've been, they've been uh, around for 10 seasons now. This is, yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Oh, wow. New things you learn. Yeah, oh. I just, you know, people, a lot of times I just actually had a client the other day that was like, you know, I'm on my third marriage and I just don't want to get divorced this time. And how's that going to look? And I thought to myself, does it even matter? I mean, look where we're at right now. We have yeah. 90 day fiance. We yeah. have married at first sight. Like yeah. nobody cares about that. Wow. Yeah. So what's interesting is like the question they ask, you know, I don't want to end up divorced. Well, are they focusing on the wrong thing? Many times, yes. Right. Many times. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, even in relationships, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, relationships, coworkers, whatever, a lot of times, what do people do? We complain about the other person. Yeah. You know, they need they need to do this. They need to do that. I, I'm listen, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, you yeah. need to do this, you need to change. <laughs> Instead um, of me doing my what I want to do. Absolutely. What yeah, I should be ab- doing. Absolutely. So if you could take the focus off of them. And remember that happiness is an inner concept and focus on what you can do different. That I mean, that's the key. When yeah. we do it differently, then people respond to us differently. We get different responses and that's what people fail to realize. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's really a, a good point because I keep thinking about that every single day. You know, should I be looking at what they should be doing or should I be looking at what I should be doing? And yeah. also putting my ego away. To be Absolutely. able to, oh, right? That's the biggest problem, the ego. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, and it's a much bigger issue with the male, the male gender, you know, because yes, I mean, you're you're raised with that pride and that ego, mm-hmm. but it is it is. It's like you know, you either lose your ego or you lose her. So which yeah. one are you gonna do? Exactly. And and people and people struggle with that, but you know, just it's such different times. You know, we were you know, you're raised one way, traditionally conservative, to you know, be a big boy, don't cry, and you know, keep your ego in check, and then. Now we're in a time where it's like you need to communicate and it is okay to be sensitive and you can share that. So, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I've seen lots of movies and I feel mm-hmm. like men always remember movies better than women. Cause I'm always oh, really? like, what was that? Yeah. Cause every man has that moment where they're like, remember when he said this? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good question. I don't, I'm not really sure. And I've watched mm. a ton of movies. What about yeah. you? Which one do you think you would do? I would want to be uh, Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man. Oh, good one. Yeah, that would be fun. He is my, he is my super favorite superhero. And that's the next question. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Oh, gosh. That's a good question, Janaid. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of ties into the movies. I don't know. You know, I really liked Iron Man. 
Yeah. I, I, I love, I loved that. I also, um, I don't even know if you'd call it a superhero, but Deadpool, I really liked his character. Oh, he is so good. He is so I good. Yeah. I love that. So I guess those two. Nice. Um, if you are, if you were a board game, what would it be? Interesting. I guess just off the top of my head, maybe, maybe Jenga. Jenga. Yeah. That's I not guess a board was, game. Oh, it's not. A, you know what, Janine? It's not <laughs> <laughs> a board game. My goodness, you are taking me there. Um, would it? Would well, it be life? That could be a great one for me. Yes. Right. Yeah. You've navigated through, and you've come on, come out on top, and you know, doing what you're doing, and creating a a, a safe space and a and a, a place where your daughter can grow to you know her own yeah and you know what i loved playing that game when i was younger you you were kept you know with all these hobby questions you're really like taking me back so i'm like gosh i can't remember a board game the first one that popped up was monopoly and i'm like yeah. that doesn't that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't correlate reflect. with me yeah <laughs> but um life would be a really good one i really yeah that concept is a really interesting one yeah so what i what i try to do is you know initially because a lot of people that I spoke with, you know, they, they'll go on and, and talk about their journey and talk about a lot of the things. And I was like, you know, if, it'd be really cool if I bring the questions up ahead of the conversation because then that can help peel the layers uh, of yeah. the personality. Because, you know, now, now I know about you, yet, like you love TV shows that are talking about love because that's yeah. your business. Like that's the business yeah. you're in. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, like board games, I, I love playing any kind of board games. Mm -hmm. I love I love any kind of competition. I love playing all, you know, Sorry, Monopoly, mm -hmm. all of that. Candyland. I just I love games in general. So it's interesting that it's just taking me back some of these questions. So it's pretty interesting. But yeah. You know, you're the second person who's mentioned Candyland board game. And I've never, ever heard of that board game before. Really? Yeah. So it's a pretty simple game. It's one, you know, you play when your kids are pretty young, but um, it's, a, it's a fun game, you know, collar coded and you get a slide down. A sh well, that's maybe shoots and ladders. That's shoots and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. My daughter's yeah. grown up. I have a granddaughter, so I'm sure I'll be oh, breaking wow. out the board games eventually. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Well, this was <laughs> awesome. Um, this was really awesome. And I can, you know, I can help you. So you said, you know, you're really interested in starting up a podcast. Yeah, and absolutely. I can, I can answer a lot of questions in that area. And, and if you want, if you want to make part of that in this podcast, you know, we can do that. We can talk later on. But, you know, tell me how can, how can folks reach you? How can people get in touch with you? And where can they find, you know, more about information? information yeah so basically as far as social media you can find me on facebook mm -hmm. um i have my personal page which is tawny loveless and then i also have my coaching page which is my business page on facebook which you'll see pop up as well tawny mm -hmm. loveless coaching mm -hmm. um i'm on instagram under tawny loveless and that um you know each of them kind of have similar um content but yeah. they they do vary um mm -hmm. the other one is my website uh, www.tawnyloveless.com. Nice. And, um, yeah. And, you know, I always tell people I get tons of inboxes on Facebook and DMs. I, I just love to help in general, but, um, yeah, there's always, once you go to my website, you can click for a free complimentary clarity call, which is 
pretty much where they share their love life experience and I yeah. can match it with my expertise and, you know, see if I can't help them. But yeah, just all over social media right now. I'm getting nice. ready to release that book soon. So hopefully, awesome. yeah, you'll be seeing more from me. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your book because you said, you know, you finished writing a book. Tell us a I little did. bit about that. Okay, so my book is called Red Flags Explained. It's a no-bullshit guide to identifying and understanding 69 red flags in dating. Um, and I, it's, you know what's so funny is that yeah. the 69, everyone's yeah. like, oh, how'd you get 69? Well, I had planned it would be like 99 red flags, yeah. 101 red flags. And mm -hmm. when I got ready to count, it literally was 69 flags. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So it's we'll just keep that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the book is just a no-bullshit guide. You know, when we look at our past relationships, there's always red flags that we notice. Mm -hmm. There's red flags that we ignored. And, and it's just interesting to, you know, we're so caught up with wanting to be in love or to have a relationship or to find the one that we just keep our blinders on. And so this red flags explained is just, um, you know, there's multiple red flags that people can yeah. have and there's, and they're not deal breakers, but they no. are, they are red flags. And it means, you know, you need to ask more questions, get more clarification. And so basically what I've done is list 69 red flags um, and I help you understand, help you understand why they're red flags and maybe what questions it should provoke and maybe what you should be thinking and why this may be an alert as to, you know, opening up the conversation. Um, and I think if people have a good idea of what that looks like mm -hmm. moving forward, they can be a little more selective and be a little more confident and asking those questions. Wow. That's powerful. That's, that's really, that's really needed because when you are well, aware of the flags yeah you're gonna make yeah. a, a much more well, calculated yeah. decision yeah and Jeanette, it's really crazy because anytime i'm on the phone i always tell people i'm the expert at cracking the code to their love life because yeah. i mean i could be on the phone with them for 10 minutes mm -hmm. and literally within 10 minutes i'm like well there it was there was the red i mean there was the red flag and it's like they didn't catch it because you know the blinders are on they're emotionally involved and sometimes they they have blind spots so if you have this book in front of you and you can mm -hmm. kind of now you have an explanation of why it's a red flag and why now, when you're out there dating and it pops up, now you'll be more confident to say, you know what? I am going to ask that question because yeah. typically people recognize and acknowledge red flags. The problem is they don't want to look like that person, you know, like they don't want to ask too many questions. They don't want to add them. When I'm talking to clients, a lot of times I'll say, I mean, even something simple. Well, where does he work? Oh, I, I haven't asked. I don't know. Yeah. So you don't know if he has a job and you don't know if he's worked, but you're dating him so far for two months. Yeah. I mean... So, I mean, this is just kind of a, you know, it's a motivation to help people um, be able to identify those and understand them so they have better luck. No, that's really, that's really good. And I think one thing that I would recommend to you, since you are, you are, you know, getting ready to launch the book, mm -hmm. um, podcasts are, are like, they are like blog posts and so I don't know how big my audience is. I mean, I know I, I have an idea. I think there's like probably 40 people, 40, okay. 50 people that listen to yeah. every episode that I publish, right? But there are other podcasts that that you can be a guest on and bring attention to your book. So it's another yeah. marketing lever, essentially. Yeah, definitely a different avenue. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad actually to have my first one with you. We connected yeah. quite a, a while back and yeah. I remember it was like, hacks and hobbies. And I thought, well, I've never done a, you know, podcast. And yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a great opportunity. And I'm really glad that you asked me. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you as well. 
Yeah, and thanks for that information because I think that's a great avenue to kind of get it out there. Yeah, this is definitely a book that can go for any age, mm-hmm. you know, everybody that can help them in their love life. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much, Tani. We'll will be, I'll be make sure, to, you know, I'll make sure to drop the link to the episode or to, sorry, to the book when it's yeah. out on the podcast as well awesome. as, you know, where they can reach you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Junaid. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.